0: microphones and headphones provided by cad audio cad audio expression through innovation <music> produced with podcasting gear from TaskCam, including the tascam mini studio trust your audio to tascam sound thinking
1: crisis for the geek kind Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up the fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join We Be Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dashing duo. Derek and myself. Mike, how's it going? I, I feel like Deja Vu asking you that.
0: <laughs>
1: so, um, before we jump into the stories, take care of some news real quick. Um, uh, right hand side of the page, uh, check out the links that we got there, like to our merch shop to but you get some great stuff. Hey, baseball season just started. Training camp. Get yourself a Weeby Geeks jersey. Wear it to the ballpark. Um, and I will say this. If you want your own name on it, just leave a note in the in the uh comments when you order um i do tend to get asked is it okay to change the name number will not change but yes we will change the name um if not it's going to come with standard generic citizen so uh check out the other sites uh redbubble ripped apparel loot crate uh fan chest again fan chest get that baseball stuff for training camp um our new affiliates heroes and villains and and found me, which, if you take a look at both of them, uh, Heroes and Villains is, uh, there are fans, and then there are informed fans. Uh, Heroes and Villains makes official licensed products that, for the informed fans of epic stories like Star Wars and more, visit heroesandvillains.com and use the code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase. And you, and if you go over to uh, Found Me, um, which, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm always tired of losing my keys. Um, luckily, with Found Me, uh, they're giving us an option where you could track, keep track of everything you ever lose, like your mind, your wife. I
0: mean, I was gonna say, could I have it on my mind?
1: <laughs> I did that. I said that last night. You, you could put it on your wife. You lose her. If you really need to go looking, you go to the app. You could track her down. L will call mm-hmm. and. Um, I don't
0: know if she'd be too happy with that.
1: (laughs) These are tiny little Bluetooth trackers that featured licensed and fan approved designs. And there's some cool looking, cool looking designs. Uh, The Star Wars ones are cool. Uh, The Marvel one right now is all Spider-Verse, which my daughter wants Spider-Gwen really bad. I like the Spider-Man one. Um, Mm. Star Wars, she likes Jawa. I like the X-Wing pilot. Uh, They got My Little Pony if you're a brony. Um, The Halo ones are kind of cool. Cool too. Um, and you're going okay, Mike. Yeah, cool. Listen. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted. So they have some nice DC
0: ones, too. Yeah. Right? I
1: like the Green Arrow. Yeah. yeah. Aquaman is kind of cool, too.
0: Yeah, for Aquaman.
1: For Aquaman. Um, you know, and these are they're easy to find in your bag or backpack. Uh, you can put them on your phone, tablet, whatever. Um, you're going, to, OK, Mike, cool that you guys are talking about which ones you like. But where do you get them? Well, go to foundme.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-I or D-M-I-F-O-U u n d m i dot and again use the code geeks there for fifteen percent off your first purchase. So ah, <laughs> business stuff is out of the way. I, I can't wait to get one of these found me's if it ends up because there's a video I put up on um, things on Wookie Radio. Yeah, Wookie Radios. Twitter page that talks about that. Apparently, you can use it to
0: take a take a picture.
1: Really? But yeah, the, there's a button on it. If you, when you have it synced with your phone, you can use it as a camera trigger.
0: No kidding. Huh. No kidding. I did not know that. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: You're, you're, you're going to have to find it on Wookiee Radio's twitter page and find the video that i put up. Yeah, up um not only does it work of you finding whatever you're looking for say you have your keys and you can't find your phone but you push and hold the button on on it it will ping your phone nice as long as you don't have it on silent or your other bluetooth headset activated <laughs> um yeah i mean this thing does some cool stuff you can have it synced up to your alexa and you can say alexa find my car keys and it'll trigger a signal to it. Huh, interesting. It's pretty cool. This uh, is this one of those. might may have to get a couple of these eventually. I didn't realize how diverse it actually is. Yeah. And, and they're not badly priced either. Yeah. Do uh, you have the site up to show how much? Uh,
0: I do not at the minute.
1: It's like 20-something bucks, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Uh,
1: uh-uh. 25 bucks. Yeah, it's 20. Yeah. 25 bucks. It's not bad. Uh-oh. It
0: says, it says the Spider-Gwen is sold
1: out. I know. I've already put in a request when they get more and let me know. I will get it for her. How come, how come Spidey's not sold Because they probably what did. The uh, for the same reason yeah. why Anti-Venom's not sold out either. <laughs> yeah, Carnage yeah. and Venom are sold yeah. out. Venom's not bad looking. Yeah. But yeah. but between all of, these, with all of these, I would do Spider-Man with no problem. I know my daughter would get yeah. Spider-Gwen. There's Rick and Morty, which are cool. Uh the Power Ranger ones are pretty decent. Um again with Halo. I would have to do I would probably do the red versus blue. I wish they did just a straight blue Spartan because I actually have uh from Mimico, I have a blue a Halo blue Spartan flash drive. Oh, USB really? drive from them. I wanted a Master Chief, but they didn't have it. They were sold out. Mm. Five Nights at Freddy which I never got into that series. Me either. So, yeah, you got all that coming. Uh, There may be, I'm not sure, but there may be a Harry Potter series coming out with it as well. Ooh. Ooh. So, anyway, uh, let's hit our our first story, shall we, brother? All right, brother.
0: Well, (laughs) uh, (laughs) looks like uh, Hulkamania might be coming back, brother, uh, because it looks like they're going to be working on a bio- Biopic Or biopic. I can never remember how to say that one. Uh, a biopic about wrestling superstar Hulk Hogan. <clears throat> I almost did an ooh, yeah, but that's my man. <clears throat> Excuse me. And on top of that... They're going to have none other than Chris Hemsworth playing Hulk Hogan. Uh, uh, interesting. Very interesting. You no,
1: know, the difference between Hulk Hogan and me, Macho Man, is I played Bonesaw, and he played a character called Thunder Lips. <laughs> Who do you think was the better character? I think Bonesaw. Saw. Bone saw is ready.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost threw out my th- blew out my throat. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this film is going to reunite Todd Phillips with Scott Silver, um, who were the director and writer of the upcoming DC Comics movie The Joker with oh, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> and uh, John, John Polano will co write the script with Scott Silver. Uh, so the deal for the project is in the midst of closing with Netflix. Um, so it's like it'll be on Netflix, apparently. Uh, it's going to be produced by Michael Sugar, Sugar, uh, who was the Academy Award winner behind Spotlight. Okay. Uh, and he, he's going to be producing, uh, via his Netflix based company, Sugar 23. And uh, Todd Phillips and Bradley Cooper are going to be producing as well uh, via their banner joint effort. And of course, uh, Hemsworth will also be a producer as well as Eric Bischoff. So, for those who might not remember, Hulk Hogan was a big, big, huge star back in the 80s. Yep. Back when uh, the WWE was the WWF, World Wrestling Federation.
1: And I hate to say it, but when storylines actually were pretty, pretty decent.
0: Mm. Yes, it was a golden age of wrestling. Um
1: Hey, that might be a stretch. I kinda, yeah, so, I kinda like the uh attitude era slightly more, but bah,
0: bah, that's a silver age. <laughs>
1: get give me some Rowdy um, Piper any day though.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, he was around in the eighties. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Well I, re- I remember watching him watching him with the WWE. I mean the, the I think the first big storyline rival thing I saw him with was uh um
0: Jimmy Snuka. Mm superfly. Yep. Anyway. Uh um, yeah, so this is this going to be you know during the time of hulk hogan's big time wrestling when he was when he was a championship winner and uh he spent a good portion of time rival in a rivalry with ah andre the giant wow i had a super brain fart there
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was one of the biggest rivals oh yeah
0: both literate literally and figuratively Yep. Uh, so hulk hogan was born terry gene Balea. And he began began his wrestling career in the 70s in the Florida wrestling circuit. <laughs> uh, and as I said, when he started at WWF, his one of his biggest rivalries was against Andre the Giant. Uh, but then, when Vince McMahon took over the company and began expanding it into a national presence, Hulk Hogan became the face of the company for a while <laughs> and a big hero persona. By the end of the 80s. Uh, he was, you could find him on magazine covers. He was, you could see him on nightly talk shows and, and this one movies. of my favorite parts, he even had, well, yeah, Corny movies too, but he even had his own Saturday morning cartoon. Well, it wasn't his cartoon, but he was the headline of it. Saul
1: Hogan's is a rock and wrestling man, brother.
0: Remember that? Ah, I those did. are the dates.
1: And I think Hogan, I think, I think Hogan um, and Mean Gene were the only wrestlers who voiced their own characters. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Um, but then, you know, as time goes on, things change and, uh, Hulk Hogan, Kind of had a a bit of a downturn. Uh, he had some personal conflicts. <laughs> uh, most notably, he was involved in a sex tape scandal with the wife of a friend and radio personality. Yep. Um, and, and that led to a years long lawsuit with Gawker, and uh, Hogan. Hulk Hogan got tens of millions of dollars in a settlement in that lawsuit. Yeah. But the biopic is not going to deal with any of that. Um, and it's not going to cover his entire life. Uh, but rather, sources are saying that it's going to focus on his rise in wrestling and is going to be more of an origin story of the Hulkster and Hulkamania, which is kind of cool. So it's basically going to be the story of, of what we remember as the best part of Hulk Hogan's career. Uh, of course, so the deal took months to put together, and it will include life rights with Balea acting as a consultant on the movie, as well as another executive producer, um, along with Ashley Zalta of Sugar 23. He ha- he has one of his beach
1: shops here in Orlando. Oh, really? And he shows up on occasion, and when he does, it's like $100, $125 bucks per autograph. Yeah, uh, now I I found the list, the cast list for, for Rock and Wrestling, uh, which which is how it's listed on IMDb. Not Hulk Hogan's Rock and roll, Wrestling. Um, none of the wrestlers did the voice of the of themselves on the show. No kidding. Uh, Charlie huh. Adler was Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Huh. James Avery, Junkyard Dog. Oh,
0: Junkyard Dog! I remember
1: him. Brad Garrett as Hulk Hogan. Brad Garrett, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Neil Ross as Mean Gene Oakland.
0: Uh, I'm going to check. I'm going to see if I can find some clips on YouTube to check out the voices.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, here, here's the other fun part. Um, it, it was only two seasons, eighty-five and eighty-six. Mm. 23 episodes total. Sure. But there were some live vignettes that took place that did have the actual wrestlers. Oh,
0: I think I remember that.
1: So while you're doing, while you're finishing up the story.
0: Actually, I'm done. <laughs> that's okay, well, all there is. We'll pretend you're still going. There's no release date yet as it's in its early stages, but uh, that's going to be interesting. I'm still not totally sure how I feel about Hemsworth playing Hulk Hogan, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not sold on it either. It could, it could do worse, I suppose. Yeah. I don't actually know who I'd want to see, who else I would want to see, so... Uh, All right, here we go. Well, just show me the stupid clip.
1: <laughs> God, I remember the theme. <laughs> Seeing this now, I'm like, oh, this is bringing back some nightmares. Mm. Okay, here we go. Here's here's Brad Garrett as Hogan.
0: The
1: are easy to do, I guess. Where's the voice? Come on. Okay, I'm zipping through this kind of quick. Whoa! Are you from snoring again? around you guys. We gotta get ready for training. Now I am Now I hear Brad Garrett's voice a little bit. Yeah. And another one by dust.
0: <laughs> James? I'm
1: sorry, Superfly. <laughs> <laughs> Who does Andre the Giant?
0: Stop hogging the shower,
1: bro. Ron Feinberg. <laughs> Let's boogie on a breakfast, you guys. I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Imagine if they added Ric Flair to the oh, series. Man. <laughs> oh man, Hulkster! Look at that. Those bad guys are taking that little girl. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, hopefully Hulk Hogan doesn't wow. do. It. Hopefully they don't have Hulk Hogan's failed catchphrase. Say your prayers. Eat your. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins. And eat your banana splits. Oh wait, wait, wait! I don't seem to call that one. <laughs> I said failed ones. Uh, I think that's right. one they tried and it didn't work. But sure. eating your banana splits. What? Well, um apparently, the beloved children's franchise is being reimagined into a, um, a manner that you would not think of. No kidding. You're going, what's that? Well, let's think New Mutant, shall we? What's New Mutants in a format that me personally, I don't think it should be? A horror film. That's right. Banana Splits is going horror. Apparently, the movie is going to arrive later this year on home on Warner Brothers Home Entertainment before it makes its TV debut on Sci-Fi. Why why am I thinking this is coming around Halloween? No way. Um, So, the concept is, a boy named Harley and his family who attend a taping of the Banana Splits. However, things go south and bodies begin to pile up. Uh, Now, of course, the Banana Splits is a fictional animal rock band that starred in the Banana Splits Adventure Hour. That ran on NBC from 1968 to 1970. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Of course, it was mainly filmed at Six Flags Over Texas there in the Dallas area. Oh, really? Yeah. If you take a look at it, you see a lot of the old Six Flags Over Texas markings when they're doing the rides and whatnot. Um,
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, it was a Hanna-Barbera film, but it was one of the... F- First and early Sidney Croft stuff because the puppets are sitting the the, mm. the characters are sitting Sidney Sid and Marty Croft characters that were made for Hand and Barbera. Now, Now uh, in two thousand eight. Um, the banana splits underwent a short-lived revival on Cartoon Network in the form of comedy shorts and music videos. Now, <laughs> the movie the movie is starring Danny Kind as Beth. You might know her from Winona Earp. Finley Wojtak his song as Harley. Uh, he was in the Kindness of Strangers. Romeo. Carrera as Austin, uh, Steve Lund from Street Legal and Schitt's Creek. That's S-C-H-I-T-T-S Creek. It's on, um, the Pop Network. Yeah. It's a funny show. It actually, it's actually a funny show. As Mitch and Sarah Canning who is from the Vampire Diaries, a series of unfortunate events. Wouldn't that be Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events? I don't know. Uh,
0: do they mean the Vampire Diaries and...
1: It's Vampire Diaries, comma, a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, so I think they mean two separate things. Yeah, it's two separate things. You know what? The wife's in the r- other room. I got it. A series of unfortunate events. Yeah. It's Lemony Snicket. My wife yeah. binged it. She likes that show. <laughs> you know, Patrick Harris is actually pretty decent on that show. And you know, oh, by I've the way... If you're watching The Masked Singer, I'm saying it now. Neil Patrick Harris is the peacock. So we'll see if I'm right next week. Um and then we also got Bingo, Flegel, Snorky, and Drooper will also appear. Uh the film is written by Jed Ellenoff and Scott Thomas.
0: I can't believe it's gonna be a horror film.
1: I can't believe the Banana Splits is being turned into a horror film either. For I cannot for
0: sci-fi around it. I just I it I just can't
1: I will. I, just, I will only accept it if Snarky <laughs> finally speaks instead of the
0: horn, and has a uh, like a demon voice or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he sounds like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs>
1: yeah, Snarky's the one that that honks all the time, right? Yeah, it's the elephant. The only honks. Yeah, yeah I believe so. If I remember correctly. Yeah because the others the others uh talk. Right. I know Flegal's the dog. I don't remember who who the monkey is. Is that is that Bingo?
0: Maybe. It's been a long time.
1: Yeah, I think that's Bingle. I think Drooper is the, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look this up <laughs> But God, I, I'm still in shock. I was I was in shock when I saw this. Oh, it's going to be a horror film. Uh. They're turning them into ho- horror. Uh, and, and I know my wife's <laughs> ignoring me on this part. Banana Splits is being turned into a horror film or sci-fi she, I, 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 put her in shock.
0: Did her mind explode? <laughs> yeah, so I think it's, so. Uh, it's...
1: that works. You heard all that, right?
0: Mm, not really.
1: Yeah. She basically said, you "No, know, there's, there's no original thought in Hollywood anymore, and they're having to That's take, true. they're having to take uh, things from our childhood and essentially pretty much ruin them." So the care the characters but going are going weird. With me. yeah, well, Flegel's the beagle, Bingo's the mm-hmm. gorilla, which I was right. Drooper's yeah. the lion, and Snorky or Snork. is... the elephant and this character was mute now in 2008 bill farmer did the voice of Flegel. frank welker was bingo Hmm. and Carlos alzaraki was drooper but Paul Witche is that Laura April Winchell who's April Winchell she's the voice of Clara Belco hmm. what else do, I'm thinking Lisa what's her name from uh backs of life anyway um so yeah banana splits I'm afraid <laughs> literally I'm afraid
0: <sighs> uh, yeah but not for the reasons they're intending <laughs> no I'm just so baffled
1: <laughs> yeah I can't wait for you to bring up the story to Chris yeah uh. right? keepers
0: <laughs> gee how'd you know <laughs> i was gonna do that
1: <laughs> S- send me a copy of that audio first before you post it that might turn into a ringtone
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> anyhow but let's go let's go more positive side I, I i think i think there's a very nice touching tribute coming to uh to the beginning of captain marvel <sighs>
0: Well, you just said the whole story, so there we go. <laughs> but I didn't
1: say who it was.
0: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so first of all, let me point out that Captain Marvel is now only two weeks away. Yes, can't wait. Already, I know I'm excited. To only two weeks now. Wow, and that means Avengers Endgame is going to come quick too. Yeah, but a m- uh, month after that. Yep. But uh, they had the first press screening for Captain Marvel the other day um, on February 20th and uh, of course as soon as the movie ended all the critics jumped on social media to share their thoughts Uh, but one one journalist in particular Anna Klassen uh, mentioned that the screening kicked off with the tribute that Mike mentioned uh, and her exact tweet was hashtag Captain Marvel opens with a very touching Stanley tribute that Marvel fans will love and of course you know we all know that Stanley passed away last November at the age of 95 um many fans might also know that uh stan did film a few cameo roles before he passed including scenes for captain marvel and avengers endgame uh in fact joe russo one of the directors of endgame had this to say about stan lee's cameos previously he said he's the godfather of a lot of these stories him and jack kirby so Stan, typically, we try to get him out. He doesn't love to fly, so we try to get him out for his cameos around the same time. So if we have other movies shooting on the same lot that we're on, for instance, Ant-Man and the Wasp or Avengers 4, we group his cameos together and then move him from one set to the next and get him through his cameos in one day. So that's why there are still some cameo- a couple of cameos uh, wait that will still be able to be seen. Uh at the moment though, it's unclear if there will be a cameo in Spider Man Far from Home. We'll just have to wait and see on that. But uh so far, good news is the critics are responding very well to the screening. Well, and that's cool. uh yes, uh Brandon Davis from comicbook.com made sure to say that fans of Captain Marvel Comics are sure to love the movie. So that's really cool. And it'll be nice to see uh to see this tribute to Stanley. Yeah. It's nice that they did that.
1: Favorite Stan Lee cameo.
0: Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I don't I don't know if I can pick just one but I can give you my top 4. Uh of course I loved his cameo in Deadpool where he yeah. was uh the the DJ at the stripper. Yep. at the strip club, excuse me. Um and I loved the uh cameo in Avengers um as the veteran age of ultron yeah yeah, yeah as the yeah. veteran, uh, oh, and i loved his cameo in um oh it's one of the spider-man movies wasn't it where he was they were fighting behind him and he had headphones on so he didn't even notice it oh yeah 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 uh, it's the uh i think it was one of the amazing spider-man movies maybe maybe and could be. And uh, oh, actually, there's five of I loved his cameo where he was unofficially the Watcher. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Called it. Yeah, he didn't act, they didn't actually. He's a Watcher, but he was talking to the other Watchers. Wasn't it at the and, end of uh, Guardians? Guardians two. Yes. Yep. And then there's one that I that I especially really like um and it was even though the the movie's not the greatest, but it was in the first Fantastic Four movie. Um where he played um Oh there goes my brain fire again. The security officer with uh No, no. Well yeah that one was cool. But no, where he played um the mailman there. Uh um Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the Baxter building. Yeah, because I liked I liked that one. Willie Willy was it Willie? I don't remember. Oh my brain. Anyway. I'm sure there's people yelling right now. Um, <laughs> but I liked that one because he was an actual Marvel character. Yeah. I want to say Willy Lumpkins, but I'm not sure if that's correct. I'm not sure anyway, but yeah, I like that one because he actually played an actual Marvel character. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my
1: favorite is the one that never happened. That's where he picks up the hammer dust underneath it. Thor's hammer dust underneath it. and sets it back down. I think that's the one everyone <laughs> wanted and it. And it just never got fruition. But, uh, is it No, it's in games, his last cameo. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cool that they're going to do that. Uh, do the yeah, do the yeah. tribute. Um, I'm not surprised, but you know, I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, really. So, um well, speaking of tributes, Avengers Endgame might as well throw one out themselves because Gwyneth Paltrow announces that after Endgame, she's done. It's Endgame's her exit. Aww. Aww. so quote was... fr- quote from pal <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I think I cut you off. No big deal. Okay. Um, <laughs> quote from her is I mean I'm a bit old I'm a bit old to be in a suit and all and all of that at this point I feel lucky that I did it because I actually got talked into it I was with friends with John Favreau I love that I was I was friends <laughs> with John Favreau and it was such a wonderful experience making the first Iron Man and then to watch how important it has become to fans uh since appearing in 2008's Iron Man she has reprised her role in Iron Man 2 the event Avengers, Iron Man 3, Spider Man Homecoming, and Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Fans have watched her character evolve from secretary, personal aide, to the CEO of Stark Industries, to where her relationship uh, with Tony went through a series of ups and downs. Uh, Of course, we saw in Infinity War where they're engaged. Uh, now it seems to be confirmed that for Endgame, uh, she's going to get in the suit for her final for her final movie and appear as Rescue.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
1: I wonder if that's why she, uh, she's bowing out. She didn't want to be stuck in the
0: suit. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm kind of indifferent about this. I mean, I'm like, eh, whatever. Not a big deal.
1: Now, nevertheless, uh, this kind of squashes a rumor that she will appear in Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, she is leaving the door open for Pepper to make a cameo or appear in flashbacks in future MCU films, which kind of is what she did in Spider-Man Homecoming anyway and in Infinity War. Yeah, right. Um, I feel honored to be part of something that people are so passionate about. Uh, of course, if they said, can you come back for a day? I will always be there if they need me. So, you know, I would have no problems if, if what we see her is in a in a vid screen call or we would just hear our voice on a phone call. I'd be okay with that, too. Yeah. Uh. So, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I think... Even though, I mean, she's she's had some major stuff um, with the Iron Man films, with Avengers, she was pretty key. Uh, Infinity War, she was pretty key. We didn't see her in um, Civil War or in uh, Age of Ultron, which is okay. But um, I didn't mind when when her roles were you know like Iron Man Three. She wasn't, I mean, she was part of a major role, but kind of not. Uh, right. Homecoming, minor role. Infinity War, kind of minor. You know, it, it was kind of like. She was in the moment and, and, and just needed for the moment. You know, I thought we were having a moment.
0: I was having 12% of the moment. <laughs> that says it right there. <laughs> Dude, indeed. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not... I'm not broken hearted about it, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's not like actually losing Robert Downey Jr. or some, something. Well, we may be losing oh, that. Maybe. Yes, we might. That's something I'm more concerned about.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, if you're, if you're worried about losing all that, who are you going to call? <laughs> I don't know. Don't get choked up. Huh?
0: <laughs> well, of course, we all know the answer to that question is Ghostbusters, and
1: um, I thought it was the police. You, but okay,
0: well, <laughs> never mind. want to have maybe if you want to have sing do a version of the theme song? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I'm not Anywho, <laughs> if you happen to be a Ghostbusters fan, uh, and I can't imagine why you would be. (laughs) Just kidding. It's a great movie. The original. Um, But um, if you're... If you're a big fan, uh, good news tickets are going on sale or are on sale by now uh, because this story came out the 19th uh, um, for the first ever Ghostbusters Fan Fest presented by Wizard World. Uh, so, Sony Pictures, Ghost Core, and Wizard World announced an initial lineup of special guests and treats that await attendees. The premiere live event will be held on June 7th to the 8th on the Famed Sony Pictures Studio lot in Culver City, California. Interesting. And if that, that wasn't good enough, you know,
1: uh, when Dan we read Aykroyd, the, When we read the story earlier, I couldn't find that in the story. I had to go to the stupid website. Okay, <laughs> it's not it's not stupid, but I had to go to the website.
0: It's right there in the in the first paragraph. <laughs> uh, anyway, if that's not good enough, well, you get stars like Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson. Uh, director Ivan Reitman and staying to see, No, not staying, but you do get Ray Parker Jr. All of them have been a confirmed to attend. That's pretty cool. Oh, so it's for trivia fact. Uh, also, Ernie Hudson is in the same
1: class as my mom. They were in the same, cl- same graduating class in high school. No
0: kidding. No kidding. That's pretty cool. Huh, that is pretty cool. Um, now here's, here's another interesting fact the stars of the real Ghostbusters animated series will also be well represented. Oh, that's uh, cool. you get Maurice LaMarche. Yeah. Frank Welker. Ooh. Ooh. Dave mm <laughs> 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 all who will be <laughs> uh, they pull you, out. Out. Yay.
1: Mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't turn him away <laughs> if, he, if he came on the show
0: true yeah that's true i know i'd have a lot of full house uh questions to ask him not really <laughs> um Anyway, the Ghostbusters Fan Fest, as I said, presented by Wizard World. Yeah, it's going to be the ultimate celebration of the franchise. (laughs) Yeah, I know there's been mixed things about Wizard World lately, but oh, anyway, um, how about
1: they were supposed to do a convention here in Orlando and canceled twice and then
0: not even on the books. Yeah, there was a there was a time where they were supposed to do a convention up here in Boston, but that never happened and and then they forgot about us they're going through a lot of problems yes they are so um the celebration comes on the 35th anniversary of ghostbusters and the 30th anniversary of ghostbusters too uh so if you go there you can participate in exclusive panels with the stars and original crew members you can <coughs> excuse me you can meet the ghostbusters creators talent and crew and experience Ghostbusters augmented reality gaming. That's actually kind of interesting. Um, Other planned Ghostbusters themed activities include a screening of the original film. Awesome. A special musical performance by Ray Parker Jr. Interesting. Uh, Costume contests, meetups, documentary screenings, laser tag, interactive photo booths, exhibitor booths, and much more. Uh, The tickets are on sale now. The packages range in price from Wow. $499 to $1,499 with a ninety-nine dollar youth package. Oh well that uh, that does include autographs and photo ops in some packages.
1: <sighs> I have to include some. <sighs> My god. Yeah. Do, so do, do they want to turn around and make Star Wars celebration look like a bargain in no, basement deal?
0: No kidding. Huh? Um so if those prices didn't scare you off, you can learn more about the Ghostbusters Fan Fest by going to ghostbusters.com. So, uh, Jeffrey Godsick, that's an interesting name, <laughs> the executive vice president of brand strategy and global partnerships for Sony Pictures had this to say, we're thrilled to be opening up our doors to Ghostbusters fans for the first time. For fans, this is the ultimate event, and insiders look at the franchise from the people who created it and are bringing it into the future. As Winston Zedwar might say, when someone asks, asks you if you want to go Ghostbusters fan fest. You say yes. <laughs> the fan fest is an extraordinary homage to all that is great about the iconic Ghostbusters. It is exciting news for Ghostbusters fans that Sony Pictures and Ghostcore have worked with us to create this once in a lifetime event. Yeah. Um, so following this event, Wizard World will continue its Ghostbusters touring experience at its conventions throughout the country, featuring a pop-up shop featuring exclusive Ghostbusters merchandise. Uh, of course, you can find details at wizardworld.com. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if Dan Aykroyd's going to be there and Ivan Reitman and stuff, you kind of got to expect to pay for that I guess but she, <laughs> that's uh a, a chunk of chunk of change of, yeah. uh, cash
1: there yeah uh ticket packages youth is 999.99 as you said class one is far 99.99 class three huh? which gives you group photo op and autographs with the real ghostbusters voice talent an exclusive collect- Ghostbusters collectibles 699 Wow. Class
0: five. $6.99? Right.
1: (laughs) Class five gets you group photo op and autographs with members of the 84 film, including Reitman, Aykroyd, Hudson, William Atherton, and more to be announced. Exclusive collectibles and reserved class five priority panel seating.
0: Oh and I'm then, afraid to and then hear one, that, that for one, for $1
1: thousand four hundred and ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents, you get exclusive breakfast with talent. Huh. There better be pancakes bigger than the size of my head. <laughs> Uh, group photo with members of the 84 film, um, exclusive Ghostbusters collectibles, reserved Class 10 priority panel seating, including Friday night screening, reserved ticket to Ghostbusters VR experience at the Void, and priority lines and preferred parking.
0: Well, hey, <laughs> preferred. <hey. laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: I would, oh, believe me, I would love to go to this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is, uh, a- sure. It's not happening. No. And I would love to see if there's the possibility for press passes for this. I doubt it, though. Mm. Mm. I know, right? So, well, here's something that I didn't think about, but I'm so glad it's happening. Kevin Smith recruits a certain actress for a mystery role on a certain show. I thought you'd like this one. Of all the Marvel anime shows coming to Hulu, a lot of hype and excitement seems to be on Howard the Duck. That right there surprised me <laughs> because Howard's not for everyone. True. And I love Howard, as as you guys should not Really? I didn't know that. <laughs> what gate never mind <laughs> <laughs> um aside from the fact this character has appeared in two guardian of the galaxy movies which i i love seeing him i did not like the look of the character looks like
0: a he, i didn't mind it he
1: was too skinny <laughs>
0: he was, he's supposed he, to be
1: skinny no he's not that skinny Look at the comics. He He's not that skinny. They have him as if he could be a toothpick. He's not a toothpick. He's got some bulk to him. Um, in, f- in fact, Smith went out of his way uh, to get a star from the original movie to play someone in the animated series. That is none other than Leia Thompson, who has said that she wants to do a, Howard, a new Howard the Duck movie. That she wants to direct it and produce it. I say if the Queen of Marvel wants to do it let her do it Uh, of course Um, her role has yet to be revealed but it should be someone big though Smith is calling it a mystery role Uh, no let her do Beverly again (sighs) that might be what they're doing and they just don't want to say it yeah now, despite the movie's reputation, which I don't know, Walmart called it one of the best films of the eighties.
0: Can't you're fired? And every uh, <laughs> every other list I see calls it one of the movies of the eighties.
1: I'm surprised it did not come up on y'all's list as worst superhero film over on the it's, on New England Society of Geeks comics comic show. Oh,
0: uh, the worst con- See, I wouldn't call him a superhero, but we did say worst comic book film. So okay, it's not really. It's really I not mean, that bad. Considering when it was done, we we picked our top three worst comic book movie films, and I wouldn't put it in the top three worst. I don't think Maybe I would put five, it. But...
1: I wouldn't <laughs> put it in top five. Well, take a take a look no, at it's... it. Take a look at it, and then take a look at like a Weird Science or Real Genius that came out around the same time period. The movie, the movie effects wise and everything, was great. And when you had a character like Alf running around, Howard wasn't that bad. Plus, I know. <laughs> we're a family show, but come on, duck boobies. <laughs> That's mm. I know it's a
0: stretch, but um despite by the, the way, I'm I'm looking at some comic images and he's not that he's he's pretty skinny. He's not like are you are you looking at the seventies? Yep. I'm looking at uh, all kinds of different images. All right, all right, all right,
1: all right. <laughs> Okay, you look at—you you see the—I'm um, looking at one, as the more recent Howard from uh, the Chip Zdarsky run. And, and he's not as skinny as he was in Guardians.
0: Yeah, but if you look at some of his older stuff, he's pretty skinny.
1: Yeah, he, he almost looked like a Donald Duck type look. Except
0: he wears pants.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now I will say I wasn't necessarily a fan of. Uh, and, oh, what is this other series? That the the Marshall Rogers Volume Two series? I think so. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the Mar. I mean, I, as much as I loved the character, the Marshall Rogers version, I wasn't too fond of. That's what John, and I love John Byrne, mm. and I love Walt Simonson. I just wasn't a fan of Simonson's. Or of Burns, uh, Howard. I'm trying to, trying to remember who was this other, this other Howard. Cause I think that Darsky was the foreign was, uh, volume 4 and 5. I don't remember. But uh, despite the movie's reputation, though, Thompson has been sort of a fan of the character. Uh, like I said before, not only has she shown interest in directing a full-blown movie, but she has allowed herself to be in one of the issues of Howard the Duck, written by Chip Sadarsky. If I remember right, and you could check, you could verify this on Comicology, um, if you would for me, please. I believe it was issue 9, so I'm not positive but i believe it's issue nine does that run only because that run went like five issues and then they did that whole marvel now reboot of everything and then it came back as issue one and went like 11 issues um currently there's no release date uh for the animated series but one could hope that it's a show of quality well with kevin doing it I I would have no problems with it. I can't wait, especially if Leah Thompson is going to be on it.
0: Yeah, it should be interesting.
1: Leah Leah Thompson. Wow, why am I hearing myself come back? Uh, Leah Thompson would be awesome. And I think it's a smart move he brought Leah Thompson on, especially since she is so dedicated to the character and such a fan of the character.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, um, So am I right? Is she episode nine or issue nine?
0: Uh, I haven't found it
1: yet. I wish they would let Sadarsky do the book again. It was one of those. It was, uh, one of those. I mean, Marvel's got so many titles out. It's just, you know, kind of, I don't know. It got lost. Okay. So Howard the Duck originally ran 76 to 79.
0: Well, it's Howard the Duck number eight. Is it eight? That's what
1: it says here. It's a five-cham. No, it's it's number nine. It's a white
0: cover with Howard on TV. Oh, yeah, it is number nine. Why did it say number eight? I don't know. Because you
1: got something against number nine.
0: Oh, I read number eight somewhere. Uh, anyway.
1: Anyway. But, you know, my... Yeah, let, let's just... Howard got lost with all the different titles, like the fifteen X-Men titles, the twenty Avengers titles. Just don't talk about how many Spider-Man titles, but that's neither here nor there because there's another. There's a there's another cool show. Yeah, there's another cool show coming back.
0: Uh, well. <clears throat> If you've ever listened to my other show, Keepers of the Fringe, that I do with my best bud of 30-plus years, Chris. Never heard of him. Um, You'll know. You should check it out. You will maybe, know maybe that, while I'm mowing. Eh, you could <laughs> um, if if you haven't listened, you should check it out. Um, and if you have listened, you might know that we at the Keepers of the Fringe are huge fans of anthology shows and movies. And one anthology show that we used to love is a little show called The Storyteller. Well. After a 30-year hiatus, the storyteller is looking to come back to television. Uh, The original show debuted in May of 1987. Ah, the good old days. And uh, now a revival of the show is being put together by famed writer of books and comic books neil gaiman this is gonna be so awesome uh yes um and it, it will also be in association with the jim henson company who worked on the original uh, according to deadline neil gaiman is looking to revive the show uh and he, he has begun pitching it to networks and streaming sites in hopes of reaching the broadest audience possible According to Gaiman, uh, he will be updating the storyteller to fit it in with a binging model. Uh Uh-huh. Binging. Uh, So what he said was, part of what fascinates me about the storyteller is the stuff that we don't know. Who was the storyteller? Why was he telling these stories? Was he a goblin? What kind of creature? What I'd love to do is an inside story that's as long as the outside story. We're going to find out a lot about who the storyteller is. We're going to find out things we don't even know that we don't know. We're going to begin... In, in a northern kingdom where stories are forbidden and where the act of telling a story is libel and can get you imprisoned or executed. If you put a storyteller into that situation, things would need to start getting interactive. Interesting. So, uh, Gaiman is looking to write and executive produce the show and, uh, Lisa Henson, <laughs> the CEO of the Jim Henson Company, will also be executive producing. And, uh, Fremantle, uh, Fremantle Bianca Bianca Lista will get co-EP credits. Um, So, Lisa Henson said that Neil Gaiman is the ideal person to carry on her father's legacy through the show. Um, To which she said, the storyteller has always been a special project for me, having worked so closely with my dad on the original concept. Neil Gaiman is an expert in traditional folklore and mythology. This is true. Uh In addition to being the modern storyteller teller for our times. I feel like if Neil were an actor, he'd have to play the storyteller because he embodies what the storyteller Is a skillful wordsmith who can entertain people with the power of the story itself. And not to mention, he also memorizes it all in his head. That would be interesting. Maybe he should play the storyteller. That could be kind of cool. That would be fun. Um, Yeah, that would be. So, of course, uh, Mr. Gaiman is not new to television. He's already done uh, a couple of things. Um, He brought his american gods books to to the uh to the screen i can't remember what channel it's on but it's a channel i don't get so i didn't get to watch it um and he's also the showrunner on a live action good omens limited series on amazon prime so so once again it's early so we don't have a release date on it yet but i for one am pretty excited about this yeah i am very much looking forward to this i can't wait till it comes out I'm going to be keeping my eye on that one. Sounds cool. I, I I
1: enjoyed the original storyteller.
0: Yeah, I did too. I used to love that.
1: So I, I, I I'm I'm excited for that. Just like um, yeah. we've all called this, and I think Nef- I think Netflix is just finally catching up with it and going, well, well okay, maybe since <laughs> people are talking about, it, we should do it. <laughs> I hope um, that's not what happened. The Punisher and Jessica Jones have officially been canceled by Netflix. Things that make you say. Well... Duh. Um, mm-hmm. So Netflix just announced the cancel cancellation of two of its three remaining TV series today, uh, axing The Punisher a month after the release of its second season. Well, that was a little longer than what they did with Daredevil. Um, so at this yeah. point in time, what's been canceled? Punisher, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Daredevil. So there's and I more-
0: guess technically you could say Fenders too, but
1: the <laughs> Fenders has not been canceled yet.
0: But yeah, no, but. Way- I don't- I don't know if they ever intended doing it again. but I thought they said
1: they weren't going to do another one I think I thought so too so technically there are no remaining shows left unless there's one that's coming out that we're all missing Nah, uh, nope <laughs> So, Punisher is not returning for season three. Jessica Jones is not returning for season three. Like, and now wait, Jessica Jones is coming out with season three, or season three out now?
0: No, it's not out yet.
1: So it's been canceled, but they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and air. The final season, their final season.
0: man. Well, if it's done, they got to do something with it.
1: <laughs> they can do nothing with it if they wanted to. True. Um Let me look up. I'm trying to. Yeah, season one, season two. Season one was 2015. Season two was 2018. So what's the deal with season three? Oh, Production wow. season three. Uh, the third season Jessica Jones is scheduled to be released in 2019 hmm. according to Wikipedia so let me check the episode guide for season three all I say is 2019 but it's going to be 13 episodes as well so it's been canceled hmm. but they're going to release it so just know this last season is going to be it which is the first one to be released after it was canceled <laughs> yeah Thing, things that make you say what but it gets even better Hulu or FX will likely bring back the Marvel Network netflix shows um mm-hmm. now you're going to how is this possible um marvel television said to be talking to both companies which soon disney's gonna own both mm-hmm. both channel, both hulu and fx um and fxx and fxm um and having them take over that corner of the marvel universe what's more is sources are saying that it's a sure thing that one of them uh, and that it would be the one the franchise would not be split across different networks. So when the shows pick up, they'll all be on the same. They're not going to be split again. Now, the question is, right. how is this possible if Marvel can't do anything with these characters for two years? Um, and, the, and the House of Ideas, a.k.a. Marvel, is prepared to wait those 24 months before resurrecting Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the others. But it's hmm. also been heard that all five of the shows will will be revived Though some might return sooner than others. Well, if we w- see two years for Daredevil, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, we're talking next year, or 2021. Yeah, if, we're talking, right. if we're talking Jessica Jones and Punisher, we're talking 2022. Right. But who's to say there won't be some sort of negotiations go, okay, what's it going to cost us to buy out that two-year deal so we could bring them on?
0: Right, yeah. I could totally see that Since
1: happening. Disney's willing to throw money around, so... Anyway, so that's that. Uh, Actually, I'm going to throw in one more TV news. That's kind of superhero related as well. Supergirl is in danger of being canceled due to low ratings. Yeah, I saw that earlier today. I'm like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. So, uh at least we know we're going to get season four. Oh, wait. We're in season four now, right? Yeah. 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 So, we know oh. we're going to get season five because of the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. But could season five potentially be the, the last one? Well. <sighs> Unless they cancel it and put her on one of the other shows, which she could go with Batwoman. Mm, true. So, anyway. But like how how about uh, how, how, uh you know we we can do you know something what? that's dead and buried and I don't know why I keep hearing my voice come back at me I'm I'm not overloading anything Oh well this is called recording live and on the fly. <laughs>
0: Well, let's move on to some video game game news, sort of, shall we? (laughs) Um, So uh, this came from Game Informer's (laughs) senior editor, Nguyen Khan, uh, who was speaking to Kind of Funny Games. Uh, And they said that Nintendo is currently planning on reviving a game that is thought to be, and I quote, dead and buried. Um, So Khan said, Uh, (laughs) Khan, let me hint at something, I guess. This is a thing that I'm going to write up at some point as soon as I get some more sources on it, but there's a game that's thought to be dead that Nintendo is reviving, and it's not one that people would expect. It was very much a title that was dead and buried, very officially cancelled. Then Khan goes on to note that he's heard enough about the game that he's almost sure it exists again, Uh, but he, he won't divulge what that game could be, but it seems like he might be in the future at some point when he has more sources and uh, feels more confident about the claim. Of course, Khan is known for his Nintendo scoops, and he has provided reliable information (laughs) regarding Nintendo in the past. So, this is more than just a random uh um bit of news or just a random rumor and uh, there might actually be some meat on this bone, believe it or not uh but of course, remember it's not an official confirmation of anything and it's not so a duma and it 's not a duma. <laughs> But even if this is something uh, juicy, also keep in mind that video game development changes all the time. Yeah. So it. Is- possible that whatever this is, it could be dead and buried again by the time the public hears anything about it, and then it will be a a game that could have come. So, of course, this has gotten uh, Nintendo fans going crazy about the possibilities, and uh, some things, some games that fans have speculated on is that uh, maybe they could be bringing back the F-Zero series, which I would love. I love F-Zero um Other fans think it could be Eternal Darkness or Golden Sun or Mother 3. Oh, Mother 3 but would be cool. of course, Yes, it would. But of course, it's all speculation right now and could end up being nothing or could end up being the biggest news of the year. But there you have it, kids. So chill on that for a while.
1: Didn't uh, find something. Didn't Nintendo just go through a uh, CEO
0: change as well? As a matter of fact, they did. Um, and their new CEO, his last name is actually Bowser. <laughs>
1: He's wearing a cloaking device (laughs) or a uh, shapeshifter device.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: I think that was planned.
0: I think so. See, it's pretty pretty convenient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So here, that threw back at me like a second later. Well, (laughs) how about this one? You like the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? (laughs) It is a... uh, I had a history with that movie. I, I laughed so hard through that movie. I did not find it scary in one
0: bit. I saw that movie when I was about 12 years old at a slumber party birthday party and uh, we watched that movie and then I woke up the next morning to the sound of somebody in the woods with a chainsaw <laughs> cutting down a tree. So, <laughs> that's all I'm going to
1: say about that. Well, how about this? Let's go arrange for a Weeby Geeks weekend where we can sleep and eat barbecue <laughs> at the gas station from Texas... <laughs> at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre gas station um it's the gas station featured in the movie that has been restored to original quality best part you can stay overnight um uh, the owners held a grand reopening mm-hmm. of the gas station in 2016. they added four creepy little cabins on the property so true Texas Chainsaw fans could spend the night or two there uh, going absolutely insane with excitement or dread uh and they also offer barbecue now on their sign mm-hmm. out front Bar- is q. On their their sign out front, it says, We Slaughter Barbecue. (laughs) Um, Their phone number, if you want to book a reservation, is 512-321-SAWS. That's cute. That's special. Um, <laughs> regardless of the horror factor in this property, it's always incredible to see Texas pop culture landmarks get revamped and protected for fu- for public use. If there's one thing Texas needs more of, it's scary stories or sm- about small towns. Uh, this gas station is found on Bastrop in Bas- Bastrop, Texas. So, um, so yeah, I would, I would love, see, I'm one of those where if I happen to be in an area that was used for a film, I would think, I think that's cool. I've been to the Mork and Mindy house. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, it's in Boulder, Colorado. I went uh, like two, three months after Robin Williams died. Um, when you're in Savannah, North Carolina, um, where Apollo Dean's restaurant is, and there's a great little restaurant called the, uh, the Pirate Something. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But It was actually a pirate <laughs> restaurant that pirates went to back in the old days. And they would get drunk, get, take their people, go through an underground tunnel out to the, out to the bay there in Savannah. And next thing you know, you wake up, you're on a pirate ship, hell in servitude. Um, but that's where a lot of stuff was filmed for, it's in, it's Savannah, Georgia, not North Carolina, Savannah, Georgia. And, um, it's also where quite a few scenes from, um, Forrest Gump was filmed, like the whole bench scene. Now, anytime he's on the park bench talking, mm. waiting for the bus to go, to go to, uh, to Jen- it's all filmed in savannah savannah georgia interesting yeah but while marvel's doing okay sort of dc's got some interesting stuff coming or or not coming (laughs) anymore
0: (laughs) well interesting is certainly one way to put it um this is this is uh a bit of a crazy story um with a lot of uh a lot of uh a lot of angles to it So here we go. DC Comics, the publisher, Dan DiDio, uh, he was at, at, uh, at Comics Pro, the Comics Retailer Advocacy Group meeting being held in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, um, and he, uh, I guess he was, uh, he was given a speech or something or whatever, and uh, apparently, according to Bleeding Cool, uh, he said, uh, DC Comics is going to be cutting the number of titles they sell through the direct market. Market of comic stores. And uh, Bleeding Cool had heard a rumor that it was dubbed the New 22, which of course Didio denied in his speech. Uh, but he did tell retailers that DC Comics would be cutting. They're publishing numbers back, uh, possibly by ten to fifteen percent, because that's what he believes the market can bear. Right. Uh, He also believes that Diamond Comic Distributors are distributing too many comic books to comic stores right now, diluting sales for individual issues across the board. He didn't actually mention Marvel Comics, but it seems like that was implied. Um, Also, in another note. Uh, It has been noted that different creators at DC seem to have fiefdoms within DC Comics. And apparently Dan DiDio feels the same way, wanting a greater connective tissue between comic books. At DC Comics and wanting creators to work well together, possibly more than they are right now. Uh, the DO also took full responsibility for the cancellation and resolicitation issues uh, involved in Batman Damned number three, saying he hadn't approved of the content or artwork as it would be published. And that caused the delay. He didn't say what changes might be made, though. Mm. Didio also acknowledge unrest regarding the comic industry right now? But asked comic book retailers not to share their complaints about DC Comics or others with their (laughs) customers, asking them to hold themselves to a higher standard than the fans, which sounds a little insulting.
1: Well, I think they don't want what's been happening with the comic book shops and Marvel, where that has Mm. been getting very outspoken.
0: Um. Here's another interesting thing. Dio stated that DC has better comic books than their rivals because they pay their power talent higher page rates than Marvel. <laughs> Uh, there has been some disquiet about that at, as of late, but it looks like DiDio is doubling down on that. Um, then there has been a recent update that apparently Dio has been uh, kind of uh, fighting back against this report from Bleeding Cool, um, complaining about how, the story, how soon the story was reported, uh, to which retailer Ryan Higgs tweeted out, being told the BC article about DC is mostly spin and speculation, and some flat-out lies. Uh, Newsarama's Chris Arendt backed that up by saying, "Ditto." Um, but Heidi McDonald, who boasts of having operatives on the ground at Comics Pro, um, and who also writes a very important, uh, who writes a very inf- informative piece about Nancy Spears being moved to VP DC Sales, reports. Like other sites, I'd heard the rumors that Dan DiDio was considering cutting the DC line to between 20 to 30 titles. Wow. A number that would send retailers reeling. Today at Comics Pro, DiDio confirmed that DC would be cutting its line, though not to those levels, to focus on higher sales per title. Right. <sighs> I, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of retailers thought the market has too many books, but they may be saying, not like this, not like this. So yeah. So it's is a little back and forth on this, and it's hard to say for sure exactly what's going on. Right. But uh it looks like these will actually be cutting some of their books. Uh which, in some ways, makes sense, I guess, yeah, it depends on how drastic they go with it, but this is true too d c and marvel d c and Marvel both have a lot of books out right now. they need
1: a, I think they need a cut back
0: personally, I do too. I
1: agree. I mean, we don't need seventeen Batman spider-man Avenger Superman right. titles, one right. or two,
0: or just one
1: well, oh, with the Avengers, I could see doing normal Avengers and uncanny,
0: sure. If you want to do, or, new, uh, if you want to do New Avengers, you
1: know, call that Illuminati and then burn it.
0: New Avengers was not Illuminati. Close Illuminati enough. was uh, was was involved in New Avengers, but New Avengers was not Illumi- the Illuminati. Close enough. Still be burned. And also, I see nothing wrong with the Illuminati. So there we go. You're it's fine. over. It's <clears throat> it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, I, I'm just. But I mean, like I could see doing like Avengers, and then like they had like you know West Coast. Avengers with a whole separate team or something like that. Right,
1: which is what they're doing now, and and I like having the two separate teams, because I'm actually more of a West Coast guy than I am. Even this new West Coast is is great. I was scared. Uh, I was scared. But I'm absolutely enjoying it. Yes, it's Hawkeye. Yes, yes, yes it is Hawkeye leading it, but a lot of the story focuses on the kids or the rest of the team and not truly Hawkeye. A lot of Kate Bishop, a lot of Gwenpool. I'm
0: cool with Hawkeye leading and all that. Uh, but hearing there's a lot of Gwenpool, I'm definitely not interested in it. I am not a fan of Gwenpool.
1: That's sad to hear. But she's not for everyone. Exactly. So, well, maybe these may or may not be for everyone, but the prize is right, I would potentially consider mm. Hasbro and Asics launch G.I. Joe Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow Sneakers. Take my money now.
0: Noise. I know it's the pretty sweet. Um,
1: The two companies have teamed up to deliver a collection of limited edition G.I. Joe shoes inspired by Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. New Era and Hex will also jump in the fray with apparel and accessories that complement the sneakers. Which means you should be able to get your Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes hats at superhero stuff.com com. Maybe mm-hmm. um, now that you know a GI Joe fashion line exists, mm-hmm. when you say knowing is half the battle, the other half of the battle is finding out where you can grab all this gear. And the question that is, they're going the shoes are going to be at Foot Locker starting February twenty second, which is when we're recording. Wow! Um, wow! At the at the time that this article was written over on uh, comicbook.com, the line is only minutes away from going live as a foot locker exclusive, and you want to try and grab a pair in your size as soon as possible. Price $120. Now, yep. the the actual description for the snick, sneakers are almost as Snickers, and now I don't need to bite into a Snickers. <laughs> um, the line is inspired by an epic chapter in the G.I. Joe lore the rivalry between Storm Shadow and Snickers. Eyes. Watch Brothers in Arms as part of the Arashkinaj. God, I never say this right.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one.
1: Arashkaji Clan. There we go. They find themselves on opposite sides of the struggle between G.I. Joe and Cobra. Now Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, each adorn their own Gel Light 3 shoe designed by the world-renowned pop artist Anderson Blue. Uncompromising on style and comfort, the Gel Light 3 boasts an iconic and innovative design that wouldn't be complete without the split tongue, and ASIC's famous gel technology cushioning, a silicone-like material that effectively absorbs shock and protects the feet from high-impact strikes. Uh, the black model, Snake Eyes model, features a crystal rubber outsole with a Discovery element, premium L, uh, emblem, and reflective detailing with black leather. The model elevated and modernized with custom art on the insert. The white Storm Shadow features a crystal, basically the same thing, which masks the character beneath the wall. The premium emblem detail grounds the model in the story. Uh, on the bottom of both shoes is an ice outsole, revealing Zartan, who also plays a key part in the Snake Eyes Storm Shadow story. Oh wow! My, to me, the only thing that I find missing is the uh, the clan tattoo.
0: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's a surprise. You think that would be on there?
1: Yeah, I would have thought so. Like on the front or up near the toe or something. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's pretty much all. I think that's all we got. That's all our stories. I believe so. Any final thoughts?
0: Uh, no, I got nothing.
1: Uh, the only one, only other thing I got is Brody Stevens comedian dies at the age of 48. He uh-huh. was, his film credits include the hangover, hangover, part two, due date, blind ambition. I believe you and R2 PC road to the park road to park city. Hmm. So, uh, television credits were, uh, American dad, adventure time, comedy, bang, bang, uh, Tosh zero. Uh, do you want to see a dead body? Funnier. I presents um Tom Green live children's hospital uh just to name a few so
0: yeah he's gonna, a young go too
1: yeah sad part is same age as, as me right now
0: uh it didn't say what he died
1: from though uh right? Stevens was found in his LA home in parent t- suicide oh oh yeah mm. so Kind of somber, but um, let's think about this, though. We got Chris Hemsworth playing Hulk Hogan. So, <laughs> so what are you going to do, brother? Uh, so and hard. on that note, if there's nothing else, you got nothing, right? Nope. Oh, I think that's it. I got nothing. So only one thing to be said. Want to know more? <laughs>